0: just turns back to her drink uh, and his head is sunken down like everyone else in this room.
1: Thanks. Let me see if I can get you a new story.
0: So we uh, pick back up in this grayscale gray bar.
1: As the red fades from Astrin's jacket, Charlene just feels a little part of her die on the inside. (laughs) Charlene stands up and holds her blue mushroom that she took a giant gulp out of. All right, Jack. Let's go find that dude Was he a bro? Was he a dude? I don't know. Let's go find him.
2: I think he was a guard, the same as the other two. (laughs) Jacques (laughs) heads out of the gray bar and starts heading down towards the green uh, guard. Yeah, so y'all leave the
0: gray bar. Uh, You know, gray hallway turns into cascading colors once again. And all, all three guards are staring at you. And as you approach... The green coin soldier, uh, the head on the face of this coin, it, its eyes kind of look left and right at the other.
2: do you, dudes? They picked me, man. Righteous.
1: Yeah, well, here's your three, three moosh rooms. They're they're green. Now what?
0: Uh, he takes the three. You can do whatever, man.
1: You could be radical.
0: And he he steps aside from the door, and he tosses one of each uh, to the other guards, and they start kind of sipping on it. the The other two guards just kind of like drink it, but they're like, Pff! they don't like the taste. But the green ones, like, oh, this is so good.
1: The, do you guys want different ones, like blue and yellow? We have we have some of those too, if you'd prefer that, and we can just drink the green ones, maybe.
0: the The other two guards perk up.
1: Yeah, give me give me those back. We're gonna, Jock, right? We're, we can just yeah. give them. Yeah. All right. So, yellow. Here's the yellow one, and and blue. Here's the blue. Okay, this is mine again. Great. Cool. Uh, uh,
0: so as you hand the blue coin soldier, uh, his blue mushroom drink, the the one y'all have, that was much kind. Uh, and the yellow one when you hand them the the drink. Hmm. I guess this is acceptable, and he takes it in and r- revels in in the sip of this drink.
1: Cool, awesome, righteous. Uh, is that that's a is that a word people say, Jacques?
2: Yes. Righteous, radical, tubular. Anything that starts with an
1: R. <coughs> tubular. De-
2: <clears throat> rigor mortis. Why would you? Why would you <laughs> even say that? Yeah, totally rigor mortis, man. <laughs> totally rigor mortis, man. <laughs> Jacques just walks past him into the room.
1: Jazz is groaning so hard right now. <laughs>
0: um, so uh, y'all enter this room and the door closes behind you. Because of course it does. Um, but in this room is a giant library. And by giant, I mean like this is like a grand uh, cathedral like library. The bookshelves just go up and up into the ceiling and looking up, it just becomes endless sky of stars and, and moons and planets and just beautiful colors swirling above. Um, And the floor is a swirling sea of words and colors as they scatter about the floors going up and down these hallways. The library is full of books, not only on the shelves, but kind of fluttering about going in and out of bookshelves and sitting in uh, a chair, kind of, kind of looking uh, asleep, as their eyes are uh, slit lines, and there's like Z's uh, coming above their head. Is uh, the king who is just sitting at the the front desk, kind of looking like he's snoozing.
1: Hey Jacques, is is this what a real library looks like?
2: Charlene, you've been to a real library.
1: Yeah, but Along like with Beazley? Beasley's is so little and this is...
2: Whoa.
1: Charlene is enraptured and completely taken up and doesn't finish her sentences and is spending the entire time like looking up and around and doesn't even see the king.
2: Jacques does and he hops up onto his tippy toes and starts to sneak towards the sleeping form.
0: You get up on your tippy toes and you sneak over and you get right up uh, to the desk and the king does not seem to be disturbed as there are still Zs uh, floating above his head disappearing as more more come up.
2: Um, Jacques sneaks up right near the king and then quickly... Uh, um, Python-like Puts a hand on their chest And says, you're it Oh boy Oh, you got me
0: In two ways Oh boy, I was hoping both of you would prevail I can smell Navaric's magic On you from a mile off Oh boy, smellier than this thing And he pulls the Bag of herbs uh, for the festival In his hands Oh boy, well, you won Here you go. And he
2: hands you the the bag of herbs for the festival. Oh, um, thanks. And our friend, can we have them back?
1: Astrin, the the one that's in full color, not the black and white one. She came with us. Where's Astrin? Oh, don't
0: worry. They're fine.
1: That wasn't the question. I want to know where she is.
0: Hmm. I know. I'll tell you where your
2: friends are, if you help me!
1: What would we need to do for you now?
2: Is it. is it about the stories? Other Astrons said that, um, they were dying?
1: Oh boy.
0: Yeah, it has to do with that! You see, my wife needs help! She is just trapped! And
1: it's very, very sad! Oh no! Where is she? Oh, no, indeed. What can we do to help? I'm very good at rescuing damsels in distress. I'm just saying. Well,
0: she's behind that door. And he points uh, off in the distance where there's now just a a double doorway, just standing uh, at the start of a a bookshelf hallway.
1: All right, Darlene, let's go.
2: Uh, uh, Just a sec so look we we can help and I know she's behind that door but it'd be helpful to know for us what what's trapping her how can we help just so that we're not going in blind and also what's your name because you ran off before I got to do the normal introductions
0: oh well my name is I can't seem to say my name oh boy
2: okay um well, I'm Jacques, and we'll come back to your name later, maybe. But how can we help your wife? I don't know. Okay. Um, I think I get it. Um, okay. Charlene, let's go.
1: All right. Good let's... Luck. <laughs> You'll need it. Yeah, that's kind of... Yep, definitely going to need it. All right, then. Let's go rescue a writer. Hey, Charlene. Yeah, Jacques?
2: Do you reckon this could just be another trick? Because, like, that was very easy. And this place has been all about, you know, games and things so far. And also, do ghosts get married?
1: Jacques, I don't think it's easy because we haven't gotten to the end yet. You know, sometimes in a really good book, there'll be a twist... And you feel like you've got everything figured out, and then you just have something come out of nowhere that makes no sense, like a ghost having a wife, and now she's in trouble. I think this is the twist, and we're about to get a little bit more information about this story.
2: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Let's, 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 let's get twisted. And Jock goes (laughs) and opens the door.
0: Uh, you both open the door and inside is the writing room you see a beautiful desk uh, a large typewriter sits on it the floor is beautifully green grass soft to the touch off in the corner of the room is a beautiful little little pond uh, with fish kind of jumping out of it Uh, the walls Uh, have a skyline that that rotates it you can still see like that there are walls but it's it's as if like sky is drawn on them and it's moving around um next to this desk is a large large tree uh that seems to be growing over a woman who is sitting in the chair constantly typing on this typewriter
1: now, this is the kind of writing room I'm used to. What? Minus the giant tree, of course.
2: Uh, uh, it's really normal to have been to a library, to have been to a magically imbued writer's room. That's not. Is that a thing? Of course, Jacques.
1: This is, this is exactly the way. I, I guess you've never. You've probably never been to a magically enhanced newspaper writing room. But the tree. The tree is new.
2: Okay, well let's let's go talk to um the to the woman. The natural step further
0: into the room. uh from the grass shuffles all these beautiful lights, little little orbs of lights that start floating uh, around the room. And one kind of starts drifting toward y'all just very slowly, like if it was um
1: a will-o-wisp. Yeah. Hello. Miss. Um, your husband sent us.
0: You get no response from her, she is just still rapidly typing, you know, do-do-do cling, do-do-do cling really rapidly. Um, and as you get a bit closer, uh one of the orbs touches you and it burns. Ah, uh, take one ha- take one ow. HP. Ow! You literally have taken damage.
1: Charlene gets burnt and like kinda like soothes it a little bit off her arm. Well, I'm gonna need a new shirt. Okay. Jacques, are you ready for some ice magic? And she starts doing these really complex hand motions and almost like dry ice steam forms in the air in front of her, like right around her hands. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and her hands grow as it grows. And she creates an ice ball cube. Okay. And I'm gonna like push it down on the ground. So as this ice ball forms, it's now about three feet in diameter, and I'm going to kind of push it down into the grasses and start rolling it and following behind to at least clear the path in front of me and have it hit all of these fire lights. Uh, It's not going to protect me from side to side, but it's quite a large boulder-sized ice ball.
0: Yeah. Uh, So you make this giant Snowball uh of sorts, and you you roll it through, and it's getting through a good good chunk. You're now about a good third of the way through the room before the the snowball completely melts away from touching each of the these light sources. um okay. I presume Jacques is behind you in this, yeah, I assume y'all are staying together, at least for the yeah. time being until said otherwise yeah, uh so now y'all are now closer. Uh, to this woman uh, who's typing and being morphed into this large, cool looking tree. Uh, there are still a bunch of these lights in front of you and kind of na- uh, now around you, uh, but they don't seem to be closing in. They're just kind of floating aimlessly
2: in their little little spaces. Um, Jacques picks up Frank and similar to back in the blue room, he he sort of tries to open the umbrella to create a gust of wind to try and blow some of them out of the way. Uh, Yeah,
0: some of them uh, scatter a little bit, opening up a little bit more room for y'all. And as you progress forward, still uh, still doing that wind motion to try to keep blowing them, they don't seem to be affected by it anymore, the ones further up ahead.
1: Okay, good thoughts. Using what we learned in the other rooms. Oh, I've got the teapot and Charlene pulls out the teapot. It's still got some good tea in it. Okay, follow in my footsteps, and if anything gets close, just let me know, and I'll douse it.
2: Um, There's there's one there, it's getting a bit close. Oh,
1: oh, yep, got it. And I'm gonna just pour (laughs) a little bit like you would put out a fire.
2: Uh,
0: Yeah, so you're able to progress as you get closer to some of them. You pour them on on top a little bit uh, to, you know, get rid of the lights as they're not moving quick. So you can easily, like, you know, pour from the the handle from the stout, though. After a a bit of time, now that y'all are about uh, a little past the halfway point, uh, the the orbs of of light don't seem to be affected by the tea anymore.
1: Hmm. What else can we use?
2: Uh, interpretive dance.
1: <laughs> okay, um, you go that way, I'll go this way, we're just gonna dance our way past these guys.
2: Oh, okay, that makes sense.
1: Right? I, I have good ideas sometimes. Um,
2: Jacques, Jacques, um, hops into the pose that he saw Spade do earlier? kind of standing sideways, longways with his arms outstretched and sort of starts to wiggle them to try and squeeze between a gap between two of the the orbs that are sort of blocking his way, making wave motions to try and, like, I don't know, help navigate without accidentally bumping into them.
1: Great job. Great job. Keep going. Oh, yep. Um, doll moot, rag Ragdoll. And she just kind of, like... Puts her arms down and her head down to kind of like avoid one and then swishes out of the way and pirouettes and ballet dances her way (laughs) (laughs) through this whole thing.
0: Yeah, so you both uh, get through this next wave of of orbs. Uh, Y'all are now a little bit uh, separated from each other, not not by too much of a distance, but there are orbs between you two. Though y'all get to a point where the orbs are more dense, uh, densely populated in the air.
1: Hey, Jacques! You should you should tell the orbs about the the jaguar, and then and and then I'll I'll go kind of skirt around, and then and then I'll tell them about the pencil story. Maybe we can get them to to group together and get out of the way.
2: Jacques pauses for a moment, and he gathers in himself, and he says, um, "Once upon a time, there were uh, three siblings. Um, Marie was the oldest, and she was um, loud and boisterous." Jacques was the middle and he was kind but also a bit silly And the youngest was Vincent And he was um, the the most virtuous of all three uh, One day they were playing on their great big estate They were um, uh, out in the woods uh, playing And they found uh, a bird that had fallen from a tree and hurt its wing um, Marie in her enthusiasm Rushed to pick up the bird To try and help it But in doing so She hurt the little bird more She was too keen Um, Jacques uh, tried next And he uh, wanted to help the bird By talking to it and, And seeing if it could tell him What would help it But birds can't talk Not even in fairy tales And so nothing happened But all this time Vincent who was Virtuous, who was wise Far beyond his years He'd, he'd gone and found uh, Someone who could help uh, He'd found the mama bird uh, And he'd uh, let it back And so uh, the mama bird was able to look after The little bird and it got much better And then uh, because all good stories have happy endings Those birds came and lived with the three um, and would sing for them. Uh, that's the story of why I miss my brother
1: this whole time. Charlene oh. has been like trying desperately to like not cry while she's trying to make her way around these <laughs> these dots. And she I'm sniffs crying. a little bit
0: <laughs> like on the inside.
1: But like, try not to get distracted because he's supposed to be the distraction. And, and, and she gets to the other side and there's only a couple between her and, and where she needs to go to get to this writer. She goes, come on, Jacques, it's, it's my turn. And she kind of steps off to the side a little bit. She goes, There once was a beautiful woman. And this beautiful woman found... That in the world, people only saw that she was beautiful. And they didn't see anything. It's okay,
2: and I'm past them. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's real mean. That's <laughs> so mean.
1: It's so mean I have this touching story to share. And now you just took it away from me. I guess. We won't find out the end of the story, Rob.
2: I'm sorry. You can no, nope. like you can cut no, that. I you can do know. the it's story. Perfect, though.
1: It's perfect. <laughs> 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 I guess that's a story for another drink.
0: Uh- <laughs> uh, you both do progress when Jacques tells uh, his story. A lot of them come gather around him letting you Charlene free to to once again move between them um and once you tell start your story uh, a few of them start migrating over there and Shaw quickly moves <laughs> it informs you you're done and now y'all are uh, right near the desk and as you both uh, start approaching it a big ball of light comes zooming in front of you and stops preventing your passage.
1: Oh, um. Hi, we were here to get an autograph. We're big fans. Um, Jacques, do you do you have paper for them to write? I know you have a rock, but do you have paper for the the giant, di- um, for the author to to? Oh dear.
2: Um. Yeah. And Jacques reaches into his satchel and pulls out. Um, the only bit of paper he has which is the list of name of friends no
1: <laughs> it's so uh, good but also no
2: <laughs> the
0: the orb d- doesn't seem to respond in any way it just stays floating there in front of y'all if is it possible for us to get us? Could we could we please get through it uh, the orb kind of blinks and and starts moving a little bit, but it isn't moving fast.
1: Uh, Mr. Orb, uh, mix mix orb, we'd we'd very much like to um to see the author. May may we pass, please?
0: Blinks again and and moves uh, a bit faster and is out of y'all's way. Um, in front of y'all is this nice wooden desk. Um This woman is typing less furiously now. So as before, it was like did a net cling, did a net cling. Now it's just da 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 da.
1: Um, hi, we're um, we're fans of yours, and um, well, we just recently met your husband, and uh, what a delight! Ugh, absolutely, so so fun, so various, so many games and and riddles, um. I'm Charlene, and this is Jacques. Oh, and this is Darlene and Frank. And we were wondering if you could stop writing and sign an autograph?
0: Uh, the the woman just keeps typing and doesn't look up at you. Though it might be hard for her to look up, as most of her body is kind of consumed by this tree. Like, this tree is growing uh, around
1: her a bit. Ah, um, it might even be difficult for you to um to, to reach the paper with this um this tree um i'm gonna i'm gonna go take a look and Charlene kind of goes around the desk um, and wants to like go up and not touch but inspect the tree and see if she can figure out how to keep it from um consuming
0: so you go over to the the tree and you kind of inspect it and uh you know how trees have like uh grooves in them like in their in their bark and stuff uh the the bark like the the grooves in the trees are uh swirls and swirls and they they make up words uh they're just strings of letters and words just going all up and around uh this tree
1: Can I make out what the words are? Or does it just look like the bark is made of words?
0: Uh, You can you can make out what the the words say. It's just a bunch of incoherentness. Like you have like words like clothes and enough and branch and excuse and working. Just just a bunch of words that aren't they they don't make any coherent sentence. It's just a bunch of different words. And some of them seem to repeat in different
1: areas. So I'm reading Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> Charlene kind of looks at the words in the bark. and She's going to run her hands over it. Huh. I wonder. And she's going to uh, make a fist and like rap on it like it's a door.
0: Uh, you knock on it. Every time you knock, the, uh, the words on the tree, like all the grooves light up every time you knock. So whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Uh, but I'll say that nothing happens.
1: Hmm. So it doesn't open like a door. Hey, Jacques. Yes, yeah, Charlene? I think the tree, I think the tree is more than just here it influencing her. It, maybe look what it does when I touch it. And it. I'm, she's going to put her hand on it and watch the bark light up. I wonder if we need to make the tree Stop. Doing the word thing,
2: she can't just stop writing herself, Charlene. And Jacques's gonna leave, uh, lean over to the writer and try and like move one of her hands away from the keyboard.
0: Uh, yeah, you're you're able to uh, move it off the keyboard. Um, just I- in a moment, uh, some branches come down from the the tree, the tree above, grabbing uh, the wrist and moving it back over the typewriter letting it go and moving it back up as the hand uh, continues to type as its fingers never stopped moving when you moved its hand. Mm. But this was not a quick reaction. This was a slow reaction. Yeah. I want to make that clear.
1: I think maybe the tree doing the word thing. I meant the bark, but maybe... Maybe it's making her write more.
2: Oh... I wonder what does a tree write and Jacques is going to reach down and take one of the pages and just skim over the story that's being written. Oh, it, it seems to be a, um, it's a story, Charlene, um, here I'll read a bit out. Uh, soon after the King's daughter became seriously ill. She was his only child and he cried day and night until his eyes were going blind. Then he proclaimed that whosoever returned her from death should become her husband, and... Oh, that's where the page ends. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know the story. Um, Tree's a pretty good writer, though.
1: But how does the story end?
2: <laughs> oh, like all stories do. Um, you know, th- the end. Oh. As soon as you say the words, the end,
0: the tree shakes and its branches seem to kind of recoil back a bit. Ooh, didn't like that.
1: What did you say?
0: I said, the end. Once again, the tree shivers and recoils a bit.
1: That's it! That's- that's perfect! Okay, um, if I can hold her hands long enough, or maybe you can, I think I'm a little bit stronger. Maybe- maybe the umbrella can help. Then- then the other person can type the words, and- and maybe that'll be enough.
2: Yeah, let's, I mean, it can't hurt to try. Um, well, you- it,
1: it it might hurt just a little bit. I'm really sorry. And Charlene is going to pick up both of her wrists and try and pull upwards and take them off of the typewriter.
0: You are able to lift their hands up. There's a bit of resistance. Uh, as you get them up and hold them, branches from the tree uh, touch on the back of both their palms and is trying to push them down as you fight against it
2: to keep them up.
1: Hurry up, Jacques. Hurry.
2: Uh, Jacques leans in quickly and types the end before hitting the return key.
0: As you do so in the cling of the machine, the typewriter starts imitating a glow. Uh, The tree starts shaking and recoiling, releasing its branches from uh, the back of the woman's hands. The tree starts shriveling and shriveling the parts of the tree that was engrossing this woman start peeling back and over the next few moments as this tree just condenses and condenses it just becomes a a seed uh, about the size of a palm and on that seed is just written the words the end
1: Whoa. That was really cool. It, t- ter- terrifying, but cool.
2: Um
1: are, are you okay? All I ask is when I let go, you don't put them on the typewriter. Okay?
0: <laughs> um as her hands uh come down onto the desk, the the rest of the room uh starts changing. Uh, The the beautiful grass starts kind of fading away into dust, turning into a uh, just a tan carpet. Uh, The walls just become like bland walls. Uh, Some bookshelves are embedded in uh, a few of them in sparse places. The the pond becomes a one of those like classic big globes you see in a lot of like dens and stuff. But she looks at both of you curiously. Um, do you mind telling me why you are in my study? And who are you both again? I don't believe we've met.
2: Hey, friend. Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats. That was a good time, huh? We have more fun times on Patreon, which contains bonus content and helps to support the show. You can find it at patreon.com slash heartbeatscast. If you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at heartbeatscast. You can find our ingenious storyteller Xander at adeptxander. You can find the effervescent jazz at orangelikejazz. And I post pictures of my dogs at potentiallyrob. Hope you have a lovely week. Bye, friend. She you can't have two Astrid co friends.
1: Shut up! Don't tell me what I can and can't do!